Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Sara Day, senior technical writer at Launch Darkly. Welcome Sara to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm uh, drinking my coffee. How are you? Fantastic. So very good morning to you. So let's get started, Sara. So yeah, just give us a little bit more about uh, introduction about yourself and how did you originally or initially got into documentation, please? Sure. Um, I've been a professional technical writer for a little over ten years now. I think. Um, uh, I got, actually got into documentation because I was halfway through. an english degree in college and i realized i was setting myself up to go to graduate school or become a teacher or a journalist none of which i wanted to do so i started looking around for um professions that could make me a living wage and uh also use the one thing that i've ever been able to do well consistently which is write and yeah that got me into a uh, into technical writing Super. So, with this ten years of experience, uh, what does your documentation process, uh, either at the current organization or in general, and who is normally involved in such uh, process defining stages? Um, at my current job, I work as I'm the only technical writer at Launch Darkly. So, a lot of my process is about not blocking other people trying to get their own work done because there's more of them than there are of me. Mm-hmm. So um, usually I start with uh, I'll, I'll attend like a kickoff or a weekly kind of iteration planning meeting where the project managers will talk about what's coming up in the following week or what the plans are for the quarters. We do a lot of OKR based work, um, and I will schedule out my following week or month based on what I hear in that meeting. Um, it usually starts with scheduling sort of interview meetings with SMEs or with the PMs, and then. Um, Uh, trying to encourage the engineers to write their own first draft documentation because I often don't have time to do that. And um, once I have that, iterating on it, editing it, and um, publishing it on our doc site. Okay, great. So you did mention that you're the only one docu- uh, technical writer. So uh, what are some of the documentation or technical writing responsibilities when you are a sole contributor uh, in a startup? Sure. Um, Uh, a lot of my job is about maintaining consistency and also anticipating upcoming needs. Um, I'm very fortunate because LaunchDarkly has a strong documentation culture in the engineering department. And before I joined, I've been there for a little over a year now. Before I joined, the engineers were very used to writing API and product documentation as part of their sort of just job requirements. And so, um, a lot of my A lot of my daily tasks are about 
figuring out where I can improve or sort of make more harmonious our existing documentation set, um, taking first draft docs, like I said, and bringing them into like the launch directly sort of voice and tone in our styles and um, working on improvements to our tool chain, which is a home built um, static site generator that we shipped in the spring of this year. Okay. Great, great. So uh, I think you did uh, touch base on some of the important factors, but if you can shed some more lights on what are the important factors to consider when creating documentation, please? Um, sure. I mean, I think I always start thinking about who the audience is going to be. Um, that's true of, I think every, that's one of those things that is true of every documentation job I've ever had. If I'm not writing something that is couched in the right voice for the people I want to read it, then my documentation is going to fail. Um, but also I think, especially at a startup, I have to be really ruthless about time management, um, which is maybe not a documentation exclusive concern, but still something that affects my daily work, uh, pretty substantially. So I have to be, um, very aggressive about saying no to people who want me to do things <laughs> or, um, setting their expectations accurately about, uh, basically when I'll be able to do something for them. Yeah, understand. Great. So have you seen any kind of reduction in workload uh, since introducing a quality documentation into the process? Um, a reduction in workload? Uh, yeah, like, um, I don't know, uh, so for many companies, they might have got a less number of support tickets because they've got a good uh, documentation in front. Of oh, I see. Um, yeah, I think that we have, we don't measure... Um, like mitigation metrics as well as maybe we could. Um, I think that often what we've seen is that often in support tickets and often in our early sales calls, people will reference the documentation as having solved a problem for them or answered a question for them already, which to me is a sign of success. Um, uh, personally, I have seen my workload go up since uh, we have introduced our, our new documentation site and a bunch of new processes, mostly because we're publishing a bunch more content and, um, there are a lot more people who are aware of the doc site internally and who are like interested in contributing to it or have feedback on it. Yeah, I understand. Super. So uh, uh, is the documentation with the current organization launch darkly a publicly available one or is it a private documentation where you need to log in to access it? It is, it is publicly available. Um, when I joined, we had a knowledge base that was private, but um, we, uh, we no longer have that because I advocated to kill it. So our, our product documentation is available at docs.launchdarkly.com or api.docs.launchdarkly.com. Both of those things are public. And uh, the product documentation at docs.launchdarkly.com is actually open source. We host it on GitHub and anyone can do a pull request or submit feedback to it through the site itself. All right. So in that sense, do you currently generate any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? A little bit. Um, not a ton. I think like a lot of people, we're seeing more inbound traffic from Google. I think I think end users are getting used to um, just typing a search query into their browser address bar. Um, yeah. All right. Super. So I think we are good to move to a rapid fire round, but uh, is there anything else you would like to cover before we move on to the rapid fire round questions? No, I don't think so. Super. So uh, let's start again, just taking you back to the last 20 years, uh, sorry, 10 years. Uh, so have you <laughs> it feels like most? 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Um, I have to pick one person. 
feel like I learned from everyone. Oh my God. Uh, no, no, um, no, please feel free to thank everybody whom you, who, who you come, uh, who, who comes to your mind. Yeah. Sure. Um, in my last job, I had a coworker named Max who taught me a ton about effective process. Um, I had never worked on a documentation team before, like, or at least not a team as big as the one that I, I did at, um, the company was, it was pivotal. And he, I, I'm very skeptical of process. I'm very skeptical of sort of artificial, um, uh, ritual. I feel like a lot of the time it becomes more about the ritual and less about getting effective stuff done. But Max helped me, um, he helped me analyze and figure out for myself where I thought a process stopped being effective. And that was some, no one had ever done that for me before. That was just like a sort of learning by watching him do it. Uh, it was very impressive. Let's see. Um, (laughs) at my current job, uh, Heidi Waterhouse, who actually recommended me, um, to my, to my current boss, uh, she made our, our email contact and helped, I think, get me hired there. Um, I have learned so much from her about being, uh, kind of an influence in the documentation and tech space as a woman, as a queer person, and uh, her sense of like her ability to articulate views that I think might be subjective or controversial in a way that's very kind and very accessible and consumable by other people. I think that makes her a tremendously powerful influence and a great speaker. She's done a bunch of conferences. I'm sure you're familiar with her. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've learned a lot just by watching how she interacts with other people. Super, super. So um, I'm sure you might be reading a lot of um, resources and um, um, materials out there. So can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed very recently? Um, I honestly don't read that much about documentation at this point in my career. Um, I do like short-term research. Um, if I have questions about like a specific style guide concern or something like that, I'll do some Googling about it. I'm doing more reading right now about management and about the roles of teams inside organizations, because I'm likely to move into management at some point here in the next year or two. And, uh, so Camille Fournier's, um, the manager's path, for example, uh, Michael Lopp's blog Rands and repose. I've been reading a lot of, it's really good. Those aren't documentation specific, but that's not I don't think I'm in a place in my career where I'm reviewing kind of like the fundamental stuff of documentation anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, super. So that that's that's absolutely great um, uh, to know the other uh, types of resources too. So uh, I think uh, I'm very eager to hear this from you. What is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Um, I have two, actually, and I don't know if a 20-year-old me would listen to either of them, (laughs) but here goes. Um, The first one would be to learn to radically, like, refine my focus, right? Like, when I first started working in startups, I got very interested in product development and how small companies work together and how teams work, and uh, I had come from sort of big, soulless corporations, and it was, startups were completely different cultural and professional experience for me. And I was super overwhelmed and it was all very interesting. And I think that my job performance could have been stronger if I had spent more time thinking about the documentation work itself and less time figuring out how to work in a startup ecosystem. And so, yeah, I would tell myself to um, uh, focus differently, figure out how to align the needs of the content that I'm writing to the company that I'm working for more effectively. Um, Yeah. 
Great. So, Sarah, I think uh, we are almost uh, coming to an end of this podcast. So, any last um, minute tips or uh, tricks you would like to share with our audience today? Um, mostly, I feel bad for being late to this podcast and I want to apologize again. <laughs> Don't worry, Sarah. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in terms of what advice would I give? Um, uh, I think that I would encourage anyone who's doing documentation writing, especially in a small company, to make as many allies as you can. So, like, there are always multiple stakeholders for a piece of documentation or for a feature or for a product. I think also think about the people within your company who your documentation serves, right? So, it's like it's not just about shipping docs to your end users. It's also about, like, anticipating the needs of the support team or talking to the sales team about like what they've been losing deals about least uh, like reasons that they've heard for not closing deals recently. And if there's like a docs impact, something that you could improve to like make that better for them, because in a small company, especially as the only technical writer, you need as many friends as you can make. So make all the friends you can. Mm-hmm. Super. So that's, that's great. Uh, Sarah. So once again, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your 10 years journey with this. Um, It was a very short but very crisp uh, podcast. I'm sure uh, the listeners will enjoy it. So um, enjoy your day. I think you've just started your day. So have a great day ahead. Cool. Thank Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for being flexible on timing. And yeah, this is a fun conversation. Super. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.